Hey there, we have a mega PGA Championship preview pod with Scott Pieri and Johnny Strauser coming up next. We go through the entire field, starting with Rory McIlroy, all the way down to guys that are 200 to 1 to win. We talk about about as many players in this podcast as we have in any other during the PGA Tour season. Let's go listen if you want to bet the PGA. Listen in. Welcome to your best bets. Guys, we have a major championship, uh, the second major on the schedule. Uh, I am really excited to talk about everything this week encompasses. We got a fantastic golf course. Um, I think a gem of, uh, in the United States that we're going to be, uh, the guys are going to be playing this week. Um, of course, before we get to that, we'll talk about the Byron Nelson which was a bit of a dud of a tournament, if we're being honest, but we'll review it. We'll talk about Cage Lee and uh, his first career win. So joining me tonight, we have, of course, Johnny Strouser. Mr. Strouser, how are we? Doing good tonight. Major championship week. Always uh, a fun time, and I'm looking forward to talking about this golf course in this field. Can't wait. And Scott Pieri is back for his second appearance. Scotty P, what's up, man? What's what's happening, guys? I I appreciate the invite. I feel I feel privileged to be amongst such uh, golf knowledge as this podcast is bringing tonight. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate you both being on a huge week. I feel like this this tournament this week this this major championship it just feels big to me. I, I don't know why, um, and we can talk about that once we get into it. But this feels like a big one, and um, there's a lot of potential guys that I think could could fit this course. I think a lot of guys, a lot of top players are playing well, um, so I'll be excited to talk about that. First of all, I appreciate you both. Uh, joining me a little bit late I, before we started recording, I was telling Johnny and Scott that uh, you know my my kid started baseball as his first game tonight, and uh, it was really rough out there. They couldn't hit or and and pitch, and it was it was really really tough to watch. It's going to be a long uh, <laughs> couple months for me out at Huntertown. Um, so the Byron Nelson this past weekend in Dallas um, Dallas area, uh, first time we've seen Craig Ranch. Um, apparently, it's uh, I mean it's it's a very scorable golf course. I guess uh, twenty five under won the tournament. Cage League picks up his first win, and we saw Sam Burns yet again uh, lead through thirty six holes, fifty four holes. Um, I think I saw that he's led more more rounds uh, on tour than anyone else this season. Um, but he did not lead after the fourth round, and that's most important. Cage Lee took uh, control on the front nine uh, with four birdies in his first six holes, and he never looked back from there, even enduring a, a bit of a shit show, for being honest, on the back nine with the uh, <laughs> playing through, like, downpour and, um, you know, all kinds of weird stuff on the greens where they were, you know, squeegeeing the greens. And um, so Cage Lee – uh, first time winner. Um, he's been a bit on the surface for a while. Uh, 100 to 150 to one last week. Uh, Johnny, that would have been a nice ticket. That would have been a nice one. And I, I, you know, I normally I would say I'd be disappointed that we missed it because I think that tournament's had a history of uh, South Koreans uh, winning that event. Um, but uh, but yeah, he ended up. Uh, I don't know how how many holes he went in a row without making a bogey, but. 
Um, that golf course was set up for birdies and that's how we were kind of expecting it uh, for what we had heard prior to, but they had uh, TPC Craig ranch has had a lot of uh, junior tournaments and they've had uh, a corn ferry event there. So a lot of the guys were familiar with it and uh, with the soft conditions, um, they just tore it up. And as a, as a better, that's a really hard time to, or hard event to bet because I mean, you got a guy that just goes nuts like that. And, you know, Cage Lee, who's traditionally a pretty good ball striker and pretty good around the greens, not a very good putter, uh, you know, made everything for those first three days. So, you know, it was, it was tough to bet. It was, uh, it was, you know, really good playing by him to kind of just outlast everybody. But, you know, a lot of times those, those events aren't the best to watch and, and they're even harder to bet. So I didn't have much, anything on it pre-tournament. I placed a couple uh, live Jordan Spieth bets uh, and a Sam Burns one because I thought he was going to end up closing it out. But uh, you know, good on him for for playing well and uh, you know, ready to kind of put this one to bed though because it just it was just kind of a quagmire on Sunday and really wasn't that enjoyable to watch. And I was you know I will have to say though I was really excited that the you know Trinity Forest was no longer in the rotation, but. This one didn't really do do much for me, uh, you know, as far as that. You know, yeah. you know, you know, can I say something just real quick? I, I uh-huh. think, and again, uh, let me just say to everyone who's listening, I'm not, I'm jumping into the betting world here with these guys, which is not my forte, but I would think that a course that hosts a tournament the first time like that would be really tough to bet because there's nothing, there's no history, there's no, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know TPC Craig Ranch. I had a tour card in 19. I can play any TPC club I want. I didn't even know there was a TPC Craig Ranch, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> to be, you know, um, so I, I just find that that would be, I think that would be really difficult. But I also, the biggest thing that I took away from this tournament was the LPGA tour has all these South Korean female players that are just dominating this tour. Where are the, I mean, where are the men South Korean players? Why don't we have that same? I know we have some good South Korean men players, but there hasn't been a big push of that male South Korean uh, golf the way the LPGA uh, yeah. has done it. But that guy, he's listen. He was boring to watch the play, in my opinion. The tournament was, but he's a hell of a player. I mean, he can flat play and he bombs it out there pretty good. He's not some like small you know kind of prototypical great short game asian player he's a he's a speed guy yeah i i i appreciate his post-round interview uh taking it uh on himself in english uh, you know i thought that was kind of cool to see i agree um you know obviously he didn't have to do that um and of course he's one of these guys and johnny and i talked about this with si Wu um when when he won out in uh january in palm springs uh he's he's gonna have to endure the two-year military service unless he wins uh, a major um i think you know i think we talked about there's some other contingencies as well but he's uh, another one of these guys that's gonna have to <laughs> win one of the four biggest tournaments or he's gonna have to do his two years. And we've seen that, how that's affected guys like Sangmoon Bay when he's come, I think he's on corn ferry right now, but I don't think he's done much in his, his return back last year. Um, but uh, what other takeaways from this tournament uh, to me, Sam Burns just continues to play well. Um, I don't know how much of a threat he's going to be this week at the PGA, but now he's stacking up these, these finishes and he's continually playing well. Um on the surface, Kiwa might be a reasonable fit for a guy that hits it long and can put the eyes out of the ball. 
Yeah, I would agree there. Um, I mean, I think we're kind of seeing Sam Burns come out there with with the confidence, you know, the fact that he's won. And, and you know, you, you first mentioned that he uh, um, had that, you know, where he's led rounds on the PGA Tour and, and finally closed it out. So I, I could I was impressed how he, you know, how he hung in there. Um, you know, he played it to the end there and I could see him contending in this event. I mean, this one where you got to get the ball in the fairway and get on the right side of the fairway. Um, and you know, major championships are generally about how, how well you put. And then, you know, if you could win a PGA tour event, any PGA tour event, you're going to have that kind of confidence there. So I, I thought that that was a big one there. And then I really wanted to see something out of Jordan Spieth. Um, was kind of hoping he wasn't going to win this week or this last week because, you know, it's, it's just so hard to win the, the back-to-back weeks. And I, I think, you know, I think we saw enough of him that uh, we could definitely put him, you know, where we're, we could consider him one of the, the guys to bet on this week just because, you know, I think that first going, he's hitting that little kind of a little fade with the driver there and actually keep it in play. And, you know, those are the two big things that I saw, um, two guys I wanted to play well, but not necessarily win. And, and they, they really did that. And I could see uh, that carrying over here to Kiwa. Yeah. Uh, Spieth continues. Um, I think I saw that he's third on the season in strokes gained approach. Uh, so his iron game is clearly back to where it was in 15, 16, 17. Um, so uh, we'll talk about Spieth at length. I'm sure uh, Scotty P anything else from, from the, from the Nelson for you? Not really. I'll be honest with you. It was a bit of a dud week for me too. Um, yeah. I, I listen, Sam Burns, any, any, you know, he's going to be a top 10 machine out there for a long time. He's going to be Matt Kuchar with more wins is what he's going to be. He's just, he's just has just got a lot. He's got a ton of game and he just doesn't ever really hit many bad golf shots and he puts it well enough and he's got a great attitude. And I just, uh, I better just think t- he's going to be a top 10 machine. Better tipper than Kuchar. Let's hope he works it out a little better <laughs> with his caddy than Cooch did in Puerto Rico. Sorry, Cooch, man. I love you, but you know, that's, that was tough. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing else for me on, on the Nelson. Um, uh, yeah. Just kind of one of those, those tweener weeks. Uh, the field was, was kind of reasonable, but um, it's just not a lot of excitement, especially coming off of, of Rory's win at the at Quail Hollow where you, there was just a buzz to it. The fans were into it. And this, it just, it was kind of a letdown, but um, let's get to the, let's get to the PGA. Um, uh, you know, last time, of course, that this, the PGA has played at Kiowa was in, was in 2012 with when Rory won by eight <clears throat> guys, I was looking at this leaderboard and I don't know, I don't know how well, I do this sometimes before majors and I do, I know Johnny well enough to know that he does deep dives into these tournaments from five, six years ago. And I'm like, this was the leaderboard in the 2012 PGA. I mean, um, do you guys remember who finished second? Um, gosh, you know, I should, I just watched the replay on the golf channel golf's greatest rounds. And, uh, yeah. when you say it, I'm going to kick myself for not knowing, but go ahead. Yeah. I've never, I never heard of the guy and I can't even remember his name. Huh, David Lynn. Um, David, David oh David Lynn English dude yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and um, yeah and we so we, we saw a lot of small ball kind of guys up there uh, Lynn um, Pedersen at the time I mean Carl Pedersen Carl Pedersen was in the final group with Rory yeah, actually that he was day. yeah yeah uh, Stricker was in the top ten um, you know 
Justin Rose in, in the top five, Keegan in the top five. So we saw kind of a mixed bag of guys, um, you know, guys that could that were bombers, guys that were, you know, more reliant on accuracy in the short game. Uh, and and, and I, I saw I was going to play over 7,800 yards. So in theory, you would think that this is going to set up for a bomber. No, um, but there are going to be some guys on the leaderboard that play this kind of small ball type of game. The Patrick Reeves, the Cam Smiths of the world. Um, do you guys agree that is this is this going to just favor the bombers, or is this going to fall into um, you know just kind of who strikes it well, who puts it well, that you know typical sort of major uh, type of play? I guess. Go ahead, John. I I actually do not think it's going to necessarily favor the bombers here. I know it's a seventy eight hundred yard course, and they're probably going to have it playing seventy five fifty to seventy six fifty. And the golf course was, was built with the real, real long greens where they're 40 to 45 yards deep. So Pete Dye kind of created it to where, depending on which direction the wind is, whether it's coming out of the east or the west, they can have the golf course fairly playable or they can have the golf course impossible. Um, so I, I think from what I've been reading here so far is a lot of guys arrived on Sunday even saying that the fairways are pretty generous. Um, yeah, you do need to hit it out there, but I, I think it's going to be a second shot golf course. Um, I really am going to value the, the strokes gained approach. And there's a lot of chipping areas um, in and around uh, the greens there. I think uh, the, the strokes gained approach is going to be, be a big one as well. But while the distance is good, is, is important, I think if you look at the 2012 results, you, there's guys out there that don't hit it that far. And I think they're going to set the golf course up accordingly. And with the winds, not going to be extreme. I'm hearing 10 to 15 miles an hour in gusty, which for that, that area of the country there isn't that bad. I, I think you can definitely focus on guys who aren't, aren't bombers out there. And, you know, I expect them to play well, you know, as well. Yeah. Uh, you agree with that? Um, well, listen, I've been to Kiowa. Uh, I've not been to the ocean course because it wasn't built when I was there last time, but I've been around that area and the winds are nutty. I mean, it is, it is, uh, the wind plays such a big role in that golf course. If you go back and you look at the Ryder cup and even look at Rory, when he played, they had a lot of wind. Um, Johnny's right. They're not going to have much wind 10 to 15 is the most it's going to blow any one day. So, no, I, I can't agree with John, unfortunately. I think it's going to be a bomber's paradise. I think that the winds there narrow the golf course. They make the golf ball bouncy. you got to flight your golf ball, but you're not going to need to do that this week. Guys are going to be able to hit it high. They're going to be able to take lines that they don't wouldn't take if the wind was blowing 20, 25 miles an hour. So I think it's a major advantage on a 7,800-yard course that I think you're right. They're going to play around 75. I think that length is going to be a big – big advantage now are we going to see all bombers no i i think like a patrick reed could be you know could he certainly have a great week he hits it far enough but he's got probably the best short game in, in golf right now so it's going to be a mix but if i'm a betting person uh on this i would be looking at guys who can hit it out there a little bit i mean it's going to be a long golf course it is going to be a second shot course but those greens are really moundy and elevated and tough to hit with fives and six irons. And if you've got eights and nine irons in, it's going to be way easier. So I think it's going to be a long ball. Yeah. Uh, 10 holes that are, that are 
right by the ocean. Uh, that's, that's from what I understand the most in the country, um, uh, just based on the setup of the, you know, there's no houses around so that Pete Dye basically did whatever he wanted to do when he designed this course right before the 91 Ryder Cup, which by the way, um, no laying up did a fantastic, and I don't know if either one of you heard this, a fantastic, um, audio, uh, summary it was about a two-hour podcast where they just went step by step to the 91 Ryder Cup it's awesome I actually saw I went back a couple weeks ago and watched the 91 Ryder Cup at least the the final round uh that was insane how difficult that played those wins yes uh, I mean that was that was about as tough as I've ever seen golf played it made me never want to pick up a club uh it just (laughs) looked hard um Mark Kalkovecchia had a basically a mental breakdown uh the the last few holes of that that was that was tough but uh yeah um the forecast this week looks relatively tame but I think you know we've all been near an ocean oceanside courses where wind just can you know it just comes up and uh crosswinds can be really tough to deal with and uh um I'll be interested to see what guys can handle it In, in theory I have guys in my mind that are good wind players but um you know, a guy like Bryson to me, and and we'll get into these guys in a second, a guy like Bryson who's so calculated every move and every, he anticipates all of the, the things that he can control. I don't, I don't know about him as a guy in the winds because of the so, so, so many unknowns to deal with. Um, and I don't know how you guys feel about that, and I'm sort of pointing him out. But um, I'm definitely looking for guys that have maybe good history in the winds, um, you know, just – you know, I've mentioned this guy several times on the podcast this year, but a guy like Ryan Palmer, low ball hitter, plays in Texas. Seems, you know, we always gravitate toward the Texas guys because they can just handle the win in theory. Um, so that's that's one thing I'm looking at as well. I agree with Johnny um, as far as uh, I'm just looking at total ball striking, you know, distance off the tee, uh, strokes gained approach. And as long as they have a reasonable short game, I just can't picture a guy like a Cam Smith competing with uh, erratic ball striking this week. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I know. Listen, you're going to have to play. You have to golf your ball. I mean, it is going to be, it's going to take every facet of your game. Uh, and that's the way a major should be. No doubt about it. Um, I think you're, I think, I think it could be a European this week too, because they play in such crappy weather um, and certainly have to hit, you know, the night, the thing about Kiowa you know, from that standpoint is you can, you can play the ball down, you can roll, you can take the ball down low, you can fly it, you can bounce it up to some of those greens, even though they're elevated, they're usually elevated off the side. So um, it's just, it, yeah, I don't, you know, it's one of those things, you guys, that you're going to watch it and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, yep, the Bombers have an advantage, or you're going to get into two rounds and you're going to go, oh my God, yep, it's going to be a Luke Donald kind of, <laughs> kind of week, you know? It right. could go either, either way. Uh, you know, I, I've got guys too that I've kind of got in my head. I'm, I'm curious to who you guys think. Okay. Um, the, the, I guess the last piece on the course, um, uh, the, the greens and the, the only time I know that they play these type of greens on the tour is in, uh, is it the, help me out, Johnny. It's the, uh, is it the Puerto Rico event? No, the, it's, um, it's one Havlin, Havlin one, right? Are you talking about the grass? Yeah, pa- it's a uh, past pal. Okay. Past oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Which it's not to me, the United States. It, it was the one that Hovland won in December. Uh, I, I, it's just it's slipping me. Which I, I benefited. Uh, uh, did you say it's not Puerto Rico? 
It's a, no. I don't I don't think so. It's not in the United States either. Um huh. I, I just saw it earlier. Yeah. Regardless, um I'll you know, stop the podcast as soon yeah. as I find out what it is because that's what Thank I you. Do. Thank you. Well we did we did this on uh Cameron Tringali a couple weeks ago. Remember we had to research where he went to college. So yes. <laughs> that was really that Thank was really you. that was really critical. Um but Pasballum, you know, is a kind of spongy. I, I don't think I've played it. I don't know about either one of you, but um, you know, it's slightly slower and softer than Bermuda. Right? Yeah, it's it's got like a I don't know if it's like a thicker root base or something like that. And it's supposed to be more hardy to stand up to those seaside winds and the salt water. So it, it really, they're, it's just weird to putt on is what I've been told is, is you've, it's harder to see the breaks and the grain is weird and it's not consistent. So it'll be interesting to see who kind of adjusts to it early this week. You know, and anytime the greens are a little bit slower, like they, they potentially could be because of, of this type of grass, I always look at, at guys I call Team No Putt, the, uh, the Corey Connors of the world who can ball strike it to death, but, um, you know, just really struggles with the putter. Um, I look at those kind of guys that it could kind of uh, kind of level it out, level out the playing field um, uh, for, for those kind of guys. Um, Guys at the top of the betting board is Roy McIlroy. And uh, I, I, I know before he won, he was, uh, you know, basically a 20, 20 to one to win. Now he's down to 11 to one uh, plus 1100 for the win. Uh, Scott, what's your take on Rory? Um, is this just sort of converging perfect time for him to come be coming off a win and to be the winner the last time that the PJ was played here? Well, I, you know, I, he's the obvious uh, favorite, in my opinion. I mean, and, and it, you know, one of the things about him, if you look at his career, he's he's a guy who I don't know if streaky is the right word, but it seems like he, when when he gets his wins, it gets him in bunches, and you can almost see the relief uh, when he got his win at the Wells Fargo. I mean, almost like his shoulders dropped, you know. So I I can't imagine this isn't a perfect setup for him uh, as far and as straight as he drives the golf ball. And as high as he hits it, um, and not dealing with ton of wind, I, I mean, he's the obvious favorite in my opinion. Johnny, seven years since Rory's won a major. Um, it's shocking to say out loud. It just feels like it hasn't been that long. But seven years, how important is it for him to get um, to get this run back going for him and, and get his fifth? Well, I think uh, I mean as we've seen over the last what year plus of him just not winning. Period. Um, now that he's got that win, you know, I think he really, really wants to, to cement his legacy, uh, on the PGA tour. And, you know, he's, he's had this really, really dry run here. And, and this, that's a long time, not winning a major championship. So, you know, I, I gotta see him. I expect to see him, I should say, coming out, you know, ready to ball out and everything riding this heater, like Scott said. Because this is going to be a good chance for him, you know, obviously with the course knowledge and the success previously from a long, long time ago, but just, you know, the good feels that he's going to have the, you know, the off the tee, he's probably going to you know see the golf course nicely and, and everything, but playing well like that. I mean, he's going to have to really uh, uh, get a win here pretty soon because you don't want to lose that momentum winning on such a difficult golf course in, in quail hollow there. 
And, you know, I, I'm not saying he's got to win this event, but, you know, he's going to have to show that consistency that, uh, that the, you know, the way that he played well, um, you know, for four rounds there. And, and I, I do expect it, um, I, you know, and as far as him being the favorite, I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, I think he ends up being worth, uh, worth that plus 1100 um, on the win line. Uh, winning is really, really hard uh, on the tour. Um, winning a major is uh, doubly hard. Um, but I do feel like he, he deserves this, um, you know, uh, you know, being at the top, being at the top of the Osborne. But there are a lot of guys that are playing good golf. And uh, you could start with uh, Jordan Spieth. Uh, so we got three guys right below him at 14 to 1 plus 1400, Rom, JT, and Spieth. And Spieth's arguably been the best player in 2021. Um, it's kind of crazy to say, but uh, he's been, it, it, to me, it looks like 2017 Jordan Spieth. Uh, it looks like his confidence is back. He knows where the golf ball is going. He knows where his misses are. And he's starting to make these, you know, 30, 40 footers um, that you routinely saw him make back in his heyday. Um, Scott, this is clearly Spieth's best chance to, to get the career going slam, uh, you know, since he first had his, I guess his first chance was the 2017 PGA, but this is, I guess his fifth chance at it. Yeah. Usually his best shot. Yeah. You know, there's, there's something with him that I just want to point out real quick, just from a playing standpoint and someone who works with TrackMan a lot and understands those numbers and face. And, um, you know, when you looked at his struggles and whatever he was doing with his golf swing was creating an open face. His ball was starting right a lot and he was hitting a lot of right shots, especially with the driver. I think the, the most telling sign to his good play is that when you see the tracers, you guys were talking about him hitting those nice cuts. You've got to have that face aimed pretty far left at impact to start the ball left. He's starting the ball so much farther left, which means his face is, is he's not afraid of that open face anymore. He's not afraid of getting it too far. You know, when, when you're stuck in open face to, to the fix is to get the face to go left, but that's not an easy fix because you feel like you're going to hit it left at that point. He's got control of the face right now to a point where he's starting the ball left and hitting that cut. I would not be shocked at all to see him there on Sunday right now. I think he's going to continue this good play guys. I don't see him falling off. I don't see this being some, some fluke. I think he's figured something out in his golf swing. That's allowed him to start the ball out of a left window and hit that cut. And I think he's just going to keep it going. I, I just find it to be fascinating. The changes he's made. Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, I, I completely agree with what, uh, what Scott said there. I mean, you could, you, I think you could just see the golf swing, um, you know, even, even it in, uh, in Dallas there and he looked, looked confident swinging that driver. And yeah. that's, we haven't seen that for the longest time. And, yeah. and, and, you know, but it wasn't that, that like a ham and egg into the fairway type of thing. I mean, he, he knew what he was doing. And, and when you can control the club face, like he said, I mean, you're, you're going to do something there. So mm -hmm. while I said, I do like R Rory on the, uh, the win line, I mean, Jordan Spieth, uh, even at that plus 1400, that's a pretty good bet. Cause I think he's going to end up no doubt contending. So I could see him in a top five, top 10 position as well, which pay out plus odds. But I mean, this is going to be probably, uh, like you said, this is probably going to be his best chance for a while here to, uh, to win that career grand slam. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if this ends up being the week, because 
while he played good last week and and, and did fall off, I, I don't think he was I, I don't think he was grinding it out like he can do. You know, you, you know those Jordan Spieth grind that out type major championships that he's won. I, I just didn't see that, but the swing was there, and I just think that if uh, you know if he's got his mind into it like he should, um, I, I'm excited to see if uh, if he could end up winning the career grand, grand slam here. I don't know if you guys, either one of you heard my uh, NBA podcast with Colin a couple weeks ago. We were previewing, um, we were previewing the, the NBA playoffs and we were talking about Steph Curry specifically. And I said, there's nothing like watching Steph Curry in sports right now. There's not, there's, I mean, watching him play basketball this season has been incredible. He's doing things that I, I, that, that are astonishing. I mean, it's, it's, I can't, I can't, even, it's so underrated what he's been doing. And I asked, I asked Colin if there was a, you know, from any other sport, who is that guy? And I, the closest thing I can come up non-golf was Pat Mahomes watching Pat Mahomes play football. But for me, for golf right now, it's Jordan Spieth. I think he's must see TV because starting with that round in Phoenix um, in, I guess it was late January, early February, um, you just had this, he creates this buzz and he's doing things that you're like, I got to see what Spieth's doing. He's holding bunker shots. He's, you know, he's making 30, 40 footers when, you know, for par after he hits in the water, you know, he's just, there's this excitement level and buzz. And we've talked about this with Spieth. There's the relatability watching him play golf that not a lot of the pros present. Um, Scott, I don't know how you feel about that, but that's, that's my, that's my Steph Curry comparison. <laughs> I heard a stat that is one of the most staggering stats I've, I've heard this year in golf. And it was, it was this Jordan speed has shot 77 rounds on the PJ tour that are 65 or lower in his career. And, and how, how old, I'm sorry, guys, how old is he? 29, 28. Is he 30 yet? He's, he's not 30. I don't think. Okay. He's 27 or 28. Okay. So he's yeah. 28 years old. He's played 77 rounds of golf and shot 65 or better on the PJ tour. If that doesn't tell you about a guy who's got game and can take it low and make a bunch of putts and make a bunch of birdies, which would be like Steph hitting threes. Uh, yeah, there. I think that's a great comparison. I would have never thought of that comparison, but I think that's a brilliant comparison. I really do. I like it. Uh, JT or Rom, uh, Johnny, you have a preference of one of those two this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to bet JT um, him playing pretty well. If he won, he won the Players' Championship uh, P-Dye course. So, you know, a lot of these golf courses, these P-Dye golf courses, they're not they're not totally similar. But if you can kind of conquer one, you generally can have confidence from, from uh, golf course to golf course. And with these tight chipping areas, um, he really did a good job out of that, out of the, the Players' Championship there. Um, the putting was really bad a couple – was it, was it two or three weeks ago Bell when he scores, was, yeah. yeah, when he was just awful and hit the ball better than anybody in the event. Um, you know, it, it's going to come around a little bit and, and I like him right now. I'm just going to fade John Rom. I, you know, he could win this week for sure, but I'm, I'm you know, he's maybe still in, in, in dad mode there and just not totally get used to the schedule or, uh, you know, with, with the, uh, you know, maybe he's got, you know, the Hunter Town stuff where he's having to watch, you know, baseball, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah, that's right. That's you know, right. But you know, you know what? Though I, that's that, listen. That's a good point though about Ron being a dad. Like I, I think it's overlooked. And Scott, maybe you agree with me. I don't know, but like 
after having three kids, like I went to work sometimes, like I was, my mind was not there. I mean, you, you, yeah. you're surviving those early days when you have a baby. Um, I, I mean, I've, of course I'm not in John Rahm's position. I don't have the, probably the help that he has, but there's gotta be some effect to, uh, the game. Um, and it, it seems like it's been a little bit, um, you know, not there the last couple of weeks. Uh, he, you know, he didn't do much at the Nelson. I know he made the cut, but he didn't really play that great. Um, uh, so we won't break down every guy, but I just wanted to talk about the guys at the top. And of course, the next group is Bryson, Xander, Hovland, and DJ. All those guys are either 16 or 18 to 1. Um, and guys, it's happening. Uh, I love this for DJ. His his number's dropping. Um, we're getting to a number where I'm like, oh man, DJ at 18 to 1. Um, and I know he hasn't had a top 10 since Riv, but uh, man, when this guy just won the Masters, you know, a few months ago, and it was a tour de force. Uh, am I crazy, Scott? No, I'd say if, if you were asking me and to pick my, you know, top few guys, uh, DJ would be number two, because I think the golf course sets up perfect for him. Um, you know, he, he hits that nice controlled cut off the tee. Um, he's, you know, arguably the best iron player out there. I, I love DJ this week. I, I know he's coming in with not a lot of form, but that's who he is. You know, yeah. he kind of takes some weeks off and kind of does his thing or whatever. And then he just has a gear that he kicks in right now that just makes him the best player in the world. He's number one in the world for a reason. I, I love DJ this week. I mean, he didn't seem too stressed when he was jumping off a boat with Paulina uh, last he, week. That's right. And, he, and remember, he's a South Carolina kid, too. He grew up right. in South Carolina. It's his home state. Yep. Yep. Johnny, you got a preference of Bryson, Xander, Hoblin, and DJ. Those are the last guys under 20 to 1. Well, you, you, you took the words right out of my mouth there with, with uh, DJ, you know, you, you've said since this podcast started what whenever you see one of these guys hit a certain number, you almost got to bet something. On I mean, it doesn't have to be, I mean, you don't have to make it a big bet. Cause yeah, he hasn't been playing well, but I mean, what did this guy shoot 80, 81 at, at Hartford and then 30 under in the, in the, the playoff event at TPC of Boston or something like that. It was some just remarkable thing. So yeah, he could turn it on at the flip of the switch there. Um, so I, I like him at that plus 1800 and I've seen some books he's at plus 1850. So I would jump all over him. I don't like Bryson to win. Don't like Xander to win. I don't mind Hovland, but just not sure about him in a major championship. I mean, he'll make, he could make 65 birdies this week. I mean, he just can yeah. make birdie out of every single hole, but it's just putting four rounds together um, in a major championship on a golf course like this. You know, we'll have to see him going forward. But, uh, you know, as far as that, though, uh, I would definitely bet DJ. Yeah, Hovland, I, I, Hovland, I feel like it's been probably the top five players uh, in 21. I mean, he's well, he had a win in December. He's had two runners up, two thirds. I mean, this guy is just a machine. We've talked about him at length on this podcast, but I don't know if I completely trust his short game, uh, especially his chipping. But again, if you just, if you just hit it to 15 feet every time uh, your, your, your chipping becomes pretty irrelevant. You know? right. And he drives uh, the ball beautifully, man. Yeah. Um. So the, the next range, it goes all the way down to, to 28 to 1, 2,800 for uh, Dana Berger. Morikawa's at 28 to 1. Finau, Hideki, and Pat Reed all at 33 to 1. Uh, and Scheffler at 33 to 1. Those are the guys that are under 40 to 1. Um, 
I'm kind of, I, I know this is like, I'm a glutton for punishment, but it kind of feels like a female course. And <laughs> I see Johnny's reaction, but <laughs> maybe it's just, it's wishful thinking. I just want it. Um, but it kind of feels like a Tony course. Um, talk me out of it. <laughs> it, 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 it is a Tony female golf course, but you know, you got to play four rounds. You got to play 72 holes and he, he just hasn't done it consistently yet. I mean, love the guy. I mean, he is, you love his game. I mean, his attitude, he's just, I, I root for him, but I can't spend my hard earned money for him to win an event because <laughs> it's just, he just, you know, and he's not playing that great right now. Um, so that also kind of scares me, but I mean, in a top five or top 10 bet. Yeah. I don't mind him at all, but I mean, you're, you're asking for it. If you bet Tony Fina, you're just asking for disappointment. And I, I hate that. I have to say that about Tony Fina. I feel bad, but that's just, that's what it is. Right. Yeah, no, I, I just keep thinking when that second win comes, it's he's going to bag a big one, and whether it's a major, WGC, you know, whatever. I just feel like it's going to be a big one. I don't want to miss out on it. Um, Scott, uh, of those names I mentioned, uh, you, you got a favorite of those, the, yeah. the Burger, Morikawa, Finau, mm-hmm. any of those guys? Well, the PGA is notorious for having more first-time major champs than any event. Pete uh, guys tend to, for whatever reason, don't get it done at the masters, the enormity of it, the U S open maybe takes experience. British open has a lot of European winners. So here's the PGA, but, um, I personally, if we were actually making a pick, just a pick and not just talking about the betting lines, I know um, where you're going. My pick for this week is Tony Finau. You guys, (laughs) I'm just telling you, I have a feeling that he is going to bust out and win. I I mean, will he ever, will he go his whole career without winning again? No. Will he go this whole career without winning a major? No. Um, He drives the ball. Unbelievable. You guys were just talking about the, uh, the fact that this, these greens could produce kind of a so-so putter, you know, uh, I just, I like him this week. I, I like him. I, I do. I think patience will pay off this week and he's a patient kid. So, you know, that's what I think. Stats on Finau 13th in total ball striking the last 50 rounds, uh, ninth in approach and, uh, putting 53rd. So average, we just need an average week on the greens, Tony. Um, I, you know, I, I'm just saying that I just feel like there's potential there. Uh, Johnny, you're probably playing the, that'd be the smart move to not bet him, you know, or bet him, bet him top 10 at plus 300, you know, there you go. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't mind it. Like I said, I don't mind the top 10 bet. Um, but of those guys, uh, Daniel Berger, uh, he sticks out at me there. Um, I know he pulled out of one of those events here recently with, uh, with an injury here, but um, he can get it around the golf course, you know, anyone pretty good there. And, and he's had, you know, he had a pretty good start to the season out in California uh, with the win at Pebble beach. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I, I expect him to contend, um, you know, he's kind of one of those grinded out guys. And I think he'll be able to work the ball around in the wind a little bit. Um, you know, you look at a guy like Morikawa, is he going to win, you know, just months after winning the last PGA championship? Probably not. Um, his game would fit here, I think, just fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Hideki's still, you know, on celebratory mode there. Um, Pat Reed, 
Yeah, you know, he's not hitting the ball well at all. I mean, he missed the cut a few weeks ago, and but he uh, just shows up though. You know, like he just he shows does. up and and you know he'll be in third going into Sunday, and people yeah. are going to be, you know, like you know, man, Pat Reed is he really going to win another one? But that's, yeah. that's a, he's such a heel, you know. Yeah, but I think uh, you know he he hits that just that going draw, and I just you know I, I think you got to be able to work the ball both ways in 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 this wind here. Um, and then Scheffler, I mean, I think he's got major championship potential one of these weeks. I just, yeah. I'm not going to bet him this week just because I, I you know, you still got to prove to me you got to make, make putts consistently. And and I, I think he's on the doorstep. He's just still learning the the whole PGA Tour thing, and and he'll eventually, uh, you know, be be pretty good player. But this, I don't like him this week. Um, Berger falls right into that range that I really like is, is plus 2,800. That's a huge return on your investment. And he's one of two guys that has gained two strokes uh, per round in 2021 against the field. We've got George Spieth and Daniel Berger, both. Uh, and this is according to data golf, both have gained over two strokes per round in, in 21 on the field. Uh, he's doing it everywhere. Uh, we saw him this past week at the Nelson make a late run guy can make a bunch of birdies um he's become just a really solid all-around player i wouldn't say there's a true weakness in his game um and he's just got that he's kind of got that mojo he's got that i call it irrational confidence he probably thinks he's you know one of the top five players in the world even if he's not i just kind of like that about him um so i i don't mind burger at all at that number um the 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 numbers that are 40 to one starting with um, Johnny, our guy, Pat Cantley, who just has mm. fallen, fallen off a cliff. You and I, I mean, I don't think we've ever been uh, more on a guy this, since this podcast started in November than we were Pat Cantley at the players. And he's, he's fallen off the earth since then. Uh, he's really struggling. Uh, so he's at 40 to one Webb Simpson at 40 to one Webb has been dropping. I've been watching his number as well. Um, you know, to me, if you're looking for a small ball type of player, uh, a la David Lynn from 2012, uh, to me, uh, Webb Simpson at 40 to one is a great investment. Um, Cam Smith right behind him at 45 to one. And our guy, Brooks Kepka, he's dropping to uh, 45 to one, but Brooks doesn't seem healthy. I don't see how you could ever bet him. Scott, uh, any of those uh, guys you, you think's got a shot? I like putters. I like Cam Smith. Out of those, I, I he hits it plenty far enough. He's got a ton of game, and you talk about irrational confidence. I mean, there's a perfect. I mean, I, I it's it's founded. It's not unfounded, but he's got a bunch of confidence. But when he gets that putter rolling, he's like Patrick Reed. He's just he just, just poured in from everywhere. So I like I like Cam Smith, and I like Patrick Reed too from that previous bunch. <laughs> I, to me, and Scott, I, I like your, your take on it, and I think Johnny and I have talked about it. I, I think Reed's got the best short game in the world. I think Cam I Smith. Question. I think Cam Smith's right behind him. I, I agree. Okay. I totally agree. Okay. Uh, Johnny, uh, Brooks, not bettable, correct? Yeah, stay away from Brooks. I, I mean, you could probably, if you could find some plus odds to have him miss the cut, I, I don't mind that at all. He's just not – he's not healthy. He's just not. And it's it's just one of those things that's going to – it may he may never be healthy. Um, but, you know, he, he played just atrocious last week. And, and you know, I just – you know, it, it's a major championship, so he'll probably figure out a way to, 
to to screw me over and and you know finish top ten or something like that. But I, I, on the win line, don't like him at all. I don't even like him either in a top ten or top twenty bet. So I think even at that forty five to one odds, I think that's still a little little generous for him. Um, I do like Webb Simpson though. Um, you know, with uh, uh, good short game, um, guy can put his brains out when he's making putts there. And, and uh, you know, he, he's a pretty good ball striker for the most part. He actually pulled out of that Charlotte event because of, uh, was it because of some injury or something like that, but yeah, yeah, he's had a whole month off. So you're, you know, we got to assume that uh, he's, he's pretty well at, uh, um, at full strength there. And then I'm going to also echo the Cam Smith um, one as well. I mean, that short game is so good. And, I like him at least at a top 10 at plus 400. Still not sure if he, if he's got the game to win this championship, but I mean, you, you never know with the, with the wins, these Australian players are real good in the wind. Um, and and I, I don't mind him um, on any bet you feel comfortable with. Um, 50 to one and above, this is where you, you get into some, you know, guys that clearly are capable of winning and uh, offer, the value that you're looking for on your investment, uh, Casey Fitzpatrick, Hatton, uh, Oosthuizen, uh, a guy that I think I have to bet at this number, Zalatoris, all 50 to one, uh, Leishman, Burns, and Connors, uh, as you go down the list, um, Fleetwood, Neiman, you get down to the 66 to ones there. Um, I love Zalatoris at 50 50- yeah, 50 to one. Um, a, a guy like Scheffler, who is 33 to one, I think Zalatoris is um, just more consistent ball striker. I know he can get a little cold with the putter. Uh, Zalatoris at the Nelson first and strokes gained approach just didn't make anything all week. As we know, the putter can, you know, it's volatile, can flip. We saw him get hot at the Masters. I think this is a, a ball striker's course. Salatoris at 50 to one is a great number. Um, and then I already talked about Corey Connors at 66. Um, Connors is a flusher. He just is such, such a bad putter, but hopefully like we talked about these greens can help him um, negate some of that. Uh, Scotty P any of those guys? Uh, Oosthuizen. I like Oosthuizen out of that group. Uh, he's been awfully close a number of times. And I, he just seems to um, play well when he's near the lead, too. I know he hasn't sealed the deal, but the, the only downside of him is he hasn't won in the U.S., which, you know, that, that, that wears on you. But he's a major champ. And, man, he, that golf swing's as good as it gets. You know? so good. He's never won on the PGA Tour. I agree. <laughs> I know. Know. That's you know, know. it's like I, I it's know. like it's oh Lewis Hayson's got the best and his golf swing is amazing and I'm like oh he's never won on tour though. <laughs> yeah, I don't he's know he's never won in the states. He's I know. Won, I know. winning overseas. You know? I know. I know. Um, I know. I agree, Johnny. Um, I know you like Paul Casey. <laughs> what? What do you think I like Paul Casey? God, because, I just... I, because, because I know you don't like him. <laughs> hate paul casey um <laughs> is that I, right what is it what is it about paul casey that i think it's like? a stupid smile that just that, that <laughs> dumb just he's just got such a punchable face like i just want i don't know it, it this happened years ago we were talking about paul casey and i expressed how much i didn't like him because i think his face is just like but i kind of <laughs> like him now because he's just he's like you know like whatever and he's He's kind of got the personality's grown on me. So, oh, 
It's a it's a development. It it, it is. It's a like, step forward for Johnny. Like you know what? He's probably like I'm never gonna win one of these. So it's like whatever. I'm I'm good with what my career is. I don't mind him actually finishing pretty high this week. He's not going to win the PGA Championship. Paul Casey is not going to win. But, mm. but I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind him as a high finish. Um, I do agree with the Zalatoris bet. Uh, Corn Ferry to remember there. Um, he <laughs> could end up breaking that's breaking that's through it. there. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So still not happy about that, but whatever. Um, one guy or two guys I like a little bit further down on the list there are um, uh, Bubba Watson. Five of his 12 PGA Tour events or tour wins, I should say, uh, are Pete Dye golf right. courses. So he's he's your ultimate guy that just like when he sees a golf course that sets up for him, you know, he, he can usually play pretty well. And again, what we what I said earlier about the Pete Dye golf courses there, if, if you like them, you like them. If you hate them, you hate all. Uh, and then Keegan Bradley, uh, he finished well at the, the 2012. I don't know. I don't think he can win it. I mean, can he win it? No, no. You don't think he win? No. <laughs> no, I just he, I mean, good ball striker. Um, no, there's going to be, there's going to be a key five footer on Sunday and Keegan Bradley's going to do what Keegan Bradley does, which is not touch the hole. And then you're going to hate watching it because apparently oh, you hate watching God. Keegan Bradley. He's unwatchable. Yeah, <laughs> This thing went sideways for me the last sixty seconds. Yeah, sorry, we're just. This is... <laughs> oh man! It... So, so let me get this straight. You don't like Paul Casey, who's one of the most consistent ball strikers out there, but you like the Zalatoris kid, who's not even a member of the PGA Tour, and you like the two worst putters in the field in Bubba Watson and <laughs> King Bradley. Okay, you got it. <laughs> yeah, can, uh, can, can you imagine for me if it was Keegan and Billy Horschel on Sunday in the final group? No, I would. would I, I would have to just check out completely. Um, um, all right, let's get back on track here, Scott. Um, uh, you know, awesome. we, we, um, you know, I could keep going down the list. Is yeah. there, is there anyone kind of under that? Um, you know, some of the big names like Rose, J- Jason Day, Sergio, uh, Adam Scott, we're all talking now they're, they're like a hundred to one. Um, uh, any, any guys that we haven't mentioned as we go down the list that you think, ah, oh, this guy could make a run or I like him as a yeah. fit for this course. Well, there are certain players that all of us gravitate to no matter what. Like, I'll give you an example. Back in the day, Stiller, when we were doing our show, Jay, he picked Jason Day for literally every major for like two years because <laughs> well, he just loved him. True. And it was yeah. hard not to love him, right? Okay, but um, I'm that way a bit with Justin Rose because I watch that golf swing, I look at that game, and I think, how in the world can this guy not play good, you know, at these big events? So I'm always on the Justin Rose bandwagon to play well. I think he's always a good bet. I think I don't like Jason Day uh, right now. Um, I can't remember exactly else who else you threw up there, so that I probably didn't like anyone else. But Justin Rose, out of who you mentioned in that 101 or plus 101, I think is a good bet. Um, plus 8,000 guy I like is uh, Matt Wallace. Uh, he's mm-hmm. really, yep. really yep, playing yep, yep. some good golf for mm-hmm. – the last five, six events in the U S and um, I think we've, we've mentioned how volatile of a personality he is, but he seems really streaky and his ball striking has been completely on point for a while. Um, I think that's a great number. Um, and uh, I already talked about Ryan Palmer earlier, but a uh, hundred to one for Palmer. Um, I, and, and I don't know where he became sort of like my sentimental favorite, but I just kind of like the guy. 
I, I agree. <laughs> I think Fleetwood maybe too. Fleetwood maybe wouldn't be a bad pick in there. I know he's not coming in with much form, but um, that number, that name kind of jumped out at me. But Matt Wallace at one time looked like he was going to jump up into being one of the best players in Europe. What, two years ago? He, right yeah. when he made the Callaway switch. When he went from Ping to Callaway <laughs> is when he sort of kind of, I think, went down. We see that happen with manufactured, you know, changes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but when he was a Ping guy, he went through – what you know a year or 14 months where he won like three or four times on the European tour the guy can flat play that's a great pick I, I like that one Fleetwood's uh Scott he's 66 to one he's the same number as uh, Bubba Watson and King and Bradley so just I for- like his I like his putter better <laughs> uh Johnny anyone in the 80 to one to 100 to one range that we didn't talk about there that you you might uh invest in N- nobody that we we, we didn't talk about, I do like Wallace and, and Justin Rose, um, you know, he's, he's got that one that sticks out there. Uh, the, the Olympics in, uh, in Rio were past Palm green. So oh, that's right. That's right. Ooh, that, Justin, and then Justin as Rose, well as yeah. Mayakoba as well, like, like you Mayakoba, thought you were yeah. correct there. Yeah. How about that little tidbit? So yeah, yeah there's your Justin Rose. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he, you know, he, he's, him actually rising from the dead in the first round of Augusta this year, which, you know, I didn't know he was on tour still, I mean, (laughs) you know, and everything. So, I mean, it was good to see that he, he was still, you know, doing something. So, so, you know, I'm not saying you can, you can tie that in to the PGA championship, but the guy has shown some sort of life there. So I think there is some value there. There was not much in this category here that, that, that I really like though. I mean, like Adam Scott, Lee Westwood. I mean, do you like those guys? I mean, I don't know. Um, no. Like Horstel, Sergio Scott. Garcia's. No, I mean, there's just not, it's not a very good group. I don't think. Uh, yeah. Scott has been, he has not done much in 21 and Westwood had a nice run there in March, but he's kind of cooled off. Um, Emiliano Grillo, um, uh, you know, I think for a top 10 at uh, plus 700, I'm kind of, I would be, or a first round leader, but I, I don't mind him. Um, what about Charles at uh, 100 to one? He's been playing great. He's been he's, playing real well, hasn't he? And that, that putter is awful to watch too. God, <laughs> it's, it's awful. I it's so it. bad. Uh, um, 125 to one. Oh, and, and speaking of Johnny, when you, when you talked about the Brooks to miss the cut, so I gotta give I gotta give a shout out to Dave Belleville from uh, last week when he was oh on. He, he he talked about you know his bet of the week was Fowler to miss the cut. I kind of opposed him and Fowler missed the cut on the number. Um, it was plus what plus one fifty. So uh, shout out Dave, uh, great job. Uh, I was wrong, <laughs> you were right. Um, Ricky, by the way, got the special exemption into the PGA. He's one hundred fifty to one, um, and he's just not a. Uh, not someone you'd want to touch with a 10 foot pole at this point, two guys that stand out to me, 120 plus 125 and plus 150. Uh, Siwoo Kim, uh, he's kind of a mini die specialist. Um, he's played well at Harbor town before. Um, and you know, winter in Palm Springs, um, he's the players, the players, of course. Yep. Um, so Siwoo plus, uh, uh, or 125 to one. And then uh, Cooch, 151. He's kind of getting his game back a little bit. He's, you know, he was in semi contention at the Nelson, um, also a former players winner. Um, you know, could he, could he snag the PGA? I, you know, it's a long golf course for a guy like Coocher, but, uh, you know, 150 to one, you could do a lot worse. 
I, th- I think I think there's a name that we haven't I haven't heard yet that I think is is has probably got a little bit of value and sure. has a lot of experiences. Where's Stu? Where's Stu Sink at? Where's Stewart at? He's been awfully good. Hundred to one. He's a hundred to one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like him too. I have to admit, I I do like him a little bit this week. He just he, has that steady game. And he's sneaky long too. I mean, he's still. a big dude, man. I've been around him a little bit in the past. He's he's six six. He hits it a mile. No one talks about how far he hits it. He hits it forever. Um, I just yeah. I I didn't hear him. Sorry. I'm, no. Obviously, we're past hundred to ones, but uh, no, I like him a little bit this week. I definitely like him a little bit. Yeah. Stu Sink, uh, you know, might be a dark horse for a Ryder Cup pick. Uh, if you know, if he continues some solid play, um, he's good, man. Johnny, uh, 125 to 150 to one, up to 200 to one. Anyone in there that's, uh, there are some big names. There's some nice names in there. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to bet Siwu in, in some capacity. I don't know if I'll bet him to win, but I mean, you could probably find him at a top, top 10, top 20 at pretty good odds there. Um, also like a little bit of uh, Matt Kuchar there. Um, one name though that I'm kind of intrigued at is Garrick. Uh, Garrick. He go, he go, yeah. Uh, he, he win those two events in the Canary Islands. Um, yeah. Guy from South Africa. I mean, he like he's had a couple 24? weeks. What's that? Is he like 23, 24? Yeah, yeah he's a real young guy. Uh, won, the, won those two events back-to-back there on the European Tour. Um, I mean, he's not going to win, but, I mean, you know, if he's got some value there in a, in a top top 20 or top yeah, 30. That's, I think that's a good pick. South could take away. What about um, – what about Bob McIntyre? Hmm. He's close on earning a Ryder Cup spot. I mean, he, he would he would at this point, I think he would end up being a, a captain's picker close to it. But I mean, seems to play the WGCs pretty well. So I mean, he can play these these hard golf courses. I, I don't know really enough about his game to to say that this golf course is going to fit him because I don't think he's a guy who hits it overly long, but. Um, you know, I, I, I think a Europe, we're going to get a strong European, um, I'm on a golfers that are going to play pretty well this week. And I, I see a guy like him or Bert, Bert Wiesberger, um, hmm. playing well. Another guy that did kind of stick out here. Um, one that I do want to mention is Max Homa. Uh, I've talked about him several times. He's got, uh, you, you Bones McKay in the bag this week. So oh, is that right? Hmm. Yeah, his uh, his normal caddy qualified for the uh, uh, the USAM four ball, I believe, is what it was. And when they first did the qualifier, they first schedule it because you got to schedule it. The qualifying's in the in the fall. They thought this was going to be during the uh, the week, next week at Colonial, so they, he qualified for it, and and they realized that uh, it actually starts, I believe, from Friday or Saturday or something like that. So uh, they called up. Bones McKay, who wasn't working this week, and they both play a lot at Whisper Rock in in, uh, in Phoenix together, so they know each other pretty well. But I mean, you can't you can't take away. I mean, to have a, uh, a caddy that good on the bag, I mean, you know, there could be something to that. His his form hasn't been great the last couple of weeks, but that he's played. But uh, you know, I, I don't mind him at one hundred and fifty to one and. And you can get him at 11 to one in a top 10 bet. So, you know, just look down the line and he's a guy, you know, bet what you feel comfortable with and uh, you know, whatever place that is, but I think he can play pretty well. Uh, no, I, I love, 
I love Homa. I think our biggest win on this podcast was the Homa win at Riv. I mean, that was that was a huge one. And we talked about him just being more consistent. He started playing well in Florida. Um, I think he just played a lot. And I think maybe maybe some fatigue set in. I um, mean, he played he's played a ton in 2021. Yeah. Um, so don't mind that. Um, my last guy, and this is 200 to one. So this is as low as I can go. And I love to go way down the board, but Cam Davis at 200 to one. I still think this guy's a um, Sam Burns type talent. Aussie hits it a mile. Um, you know, he had a really good run on the West coast in uh, January, February, um, 200 to one to win, probably not going to win, but 1400 um, plus 1400 for a top 10. Um, so that's, that's my last guy that I'm going to discuss. Uh, there's some, there's some names that, you know, former, former major champs like Stenson and Keimer at, you know, 350 to one, but those guys haven't had any form for a while. Um, Scott, anyone that we haven't talked about that's, I mean, we've, we've gone through the list here, but anyone that you, you, you thought of that we haven't mentioned? No. No, I think you guys covered. I think you covered <laughs> you're like, I'm good. I'm good, man. You guys have talked about like, everyone. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Stu was the only guy we missed that I kind of wanted to revisit or jump in on with Stuart sink. But other than that, I, yeah. I like the Max Homer pick. I think he's got a lot of game. Um, I think the Siwoo that Johnny says, you know, Siwoo is going to bet. I mean, Siwoo either misses the cut or he's fighting for a win. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's there's no in between with him. So if he gets up there, He's good, man. He's good to the lead, around the lead. So I like that bet. I don't like Cooch this week, to be honest with you. Uh, the place is just a little bit long for him. He's going to be hitting hybrid into some of those par fours, I think. So, um, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know if I like Webb much either, but, you know, he's got a lot of game. He's got a lot of experience. Um, <laughs> no, I, other than that, I don't, I don't, uh, there's nothing else I can think of. Brooks Kepka to miss the cut plus 164. Um, I'm so, on it. Yep. He's on it. I'm fading um, Brooks. Um, <laughs> Johnny, the uh, I don't see any matchups available that, that you like. Anything else uh, betting wise? Or no, the matchups are up. Sorry. My bad. Uh, have you looked at any matchups yet? I I have not. Um, okay. Usually these, these major championship matchups are really really tough to pick because they, they usually mess these guys up pretty good here. Sergio Garcia minus 150 over Ricky Fowler. I mean, fade Ricky as far as you can fade him. Um, Man, poor Rick. What about Sam Burns plus money against Pat Cantley? Yep. I, I'm betting Burns. Plus that might be one of my, that may, might be one of my favorite ones. I'm going to fade Pat Cantley. I have, I've lost enough money on Pat Cantley. He's, he's on my list. Yeah. Um, I don't blame you. Um, so we'll have, we'll have picks up on, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, on Wednesday. Um, uh, Johnny and I's pick. And, and if Scott wants to throw some out there, I'd love it too. Um, uh, any final thoughts on the PGA Scott? Who's, who's your winner? Uh, I mean, I listen, it, it, it I think, I think Rory McElroy looks like an awfully strong pick this week. Um, I like Spieth this week too, just his form, but I, my picks, Tony Finau, I think Tony Finau is going to rock the golf world and get his first major championship and bust out of this slump. And we may see him go on a nice run here too. I, I believe that could happen as well. So I'm going with, I'm going with Tony Finau. Johnny, you prepared to make a pick? I am. We got Jordan Spieth will be your 2021 PGA champion completing the grand slam. 
Wow. Man, that would be great. That would be awesome for golf. How how great would it be to have a Spieth, Rory, you know, duel mm, the final absolutely. night? I mean, man, what a ratings bonanza. Um, I don't I don't have my winner yet, guys. I really don't. Got? I don't, do I don't got? have it. I don't have it yet. You don't I, have I, it. I don't have it. Um, I, I'm 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 kind of if if I'm leaning a certain way, I, I want to pick Finau, but I can't. I probably won't. But uh, it's. You know, I like JT a lot as under the radar kind of pick, and uh, he's been my go-to on these kind of tournaments. I, I think he's a big game hunter. I think he wants to be if if he wins this week and DJ finishes fifth or worse, he'll be back to number one in the world. I think he is hungry. It's been four years since he's won a major. Look out for JT this week. He's I, I think JT's a good pick. He's completely flying low. I think JT's um, a great pick. I think it's going to be a great week. I can't wait to see how it plays out. Um, Scott, Johnny, thanks, guys. It's been fun. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. All right. Uh, once again, check out our picks on Facebook and Instagram this week. Your Best Bet Pod on Instagram and Your Best Bet on Facebook. We'll have them up on Wednesday. Uh, it's been a blast with Scott and Johnny this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.